is happening now? We're about to send you back to the Rebuta! <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Back to the Revuture, the show in which we take a classic movie that one of us or both of us might not have seen before, and we take a look at it now. I'm Drew Bridger. I'm Amber Inch. And you join us on a momentous occasion because, Amber, we've done it. What? We've done it. <laughs> we have completed. We've finished. This is it. I don't want to say that this is the peak of the podcast. But I'm going to level with you. We might be in danger of being at the peak of the podcast, because guess what? What? This is the end of an era. <laughs> we have reached... It's actually not, though. <laughs> it's, well, technically, we'll, we'll pretend that it is. Okay. Because we have reached the end of our first trilogy of films that we've done. Yes. Yes! Yes! <laughs> it was, it was, you know, it was touch and go for what it was going to be for a while because there were a lot of people saying, oh no, I think they're going to come back and they're going to do Godfather Part 2 and then Godfather Part 3 right after. Some people were saying we're going to get follow-ups to the Matrix ones. We're going to do Matrix, <laughs> Matrix Revolutions and Matrix Reloaded. No, no. You join us on a momentous occasion as we travel back in our way back machine to the year... 1989. It's just one year off being good. One year off of the year that you were born and being a good, good year. Yeah. Two years after I got born, so not much we can really do about that. No. But, ladies and gentlemen, good listeners of Back to the Revuture, today we complete the Karate Kid trilogy. Yes. Yes. Karate Kid. I wanted, part to, I wanted three. to do some music, but there isn't music from the from the film, was there? There's no. There's their famous music. Listen to your heart. No. Dun, 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 dun. No, no not that one. That. Oh, you're the best. That, Around <laughs> history repeats yeah, yeah. itself. Yeah, that's all we can get away with singing from that, I think, because everyone's looking into that music at the moment. But yeah, history is repeating itself. Yeah, of course. Because we are back. Everything, everything repeats itself. All of these films and all of these TV shows (laughs) are all about the same thing over and over again. Over and over. Now, I would argue that Karate Kid Part 3 is actually one of the stronger storylines out of the trilogy. But, I mean, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm a sucker for resolutions. Maybe I'm a sucker for the third part of a, of a trilogy. What, you think it's a better story than the first one? I don't, I don't necessarily <laughs> think it's a better storyline than the first one. I think it has more happening in it. Oh, okay. But I don't know if that makes it better. But... We are at the end of our Karate Kid journey because after this, there are definitely no other Karate Kid movies to watch. Yes, there are. No, (laughs) no, there are definitely no other ones after this one to watch. (laughs) No, 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 I'm pretty sure. uh, Hang on, let me just check IMDb. No, it says no. It says says there aren't any other Karate Kid movies after this one that ever got made. Ever. I believe you. Yeah. 
Okay. All right, maybe there's the next Karate Kid. I don't know how we feel about that, but we'll, uh, well probably I think I've give seen that, that a miss. Yeah, we might give that a miss. I don't know. I don't. It's unlikely that Hilary Swank is going to come back just to do Cobra Kai. So I think the relevance of it is lost at this That'd point. That'd be quite cool, though. Well, maybe. It would be a name <laughs> that makes an appearance. But this is actually a pretty special episode because what we're going to do is we are going to review Karate Kid Part 3. And then after we review that, we are going to come back with our thoughts on season four of Cobra Kai. So don't worry about (laughs) Cobra Kai getting spoiled during this main podcast, because what we'll do is we'll have a little bit of a tune out. We'll end the podcast and then we'll come back for a series review of Cobra Kai season four. So you can guarantee that during the main body of this podcast, there will be no spoilers for Cobra Kai season four because to pull back the curtain we're actually recording this before it came out so (laughs) shh don't don't worry the illusion isn't lost so far so Amber are you excited for Cobra Kai season four yes I am very excited for Cobra Kai season four and I feel like after watching Karate Kid part three you're all caught (laughs) up on everything that you need to know ready I probably could have um, worked my way through it without having watched this film. <laughs> I probably uh, could have worked out what was going on. Yeah, probably, probably. It's just some guy that wants to get a Daniel LaRusso. That's just what we need to know every time. I mean, this is the thing. This is every karate kid, isn't it? Yeah. Someone is out to get Daniel LaRusso. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's always out for him. I think it's because he's from New Jersey. Yeah, probably. <laughs> and just no one likes him because he's in California and he's got a Jersey accent <laughs> and a Jersey attitude. And they're like, hey, man, we just don't like your vibe. <laughs> God. So as we do each and every episode, we get the person that hasn't seen the film to do a quick plot synopsis of what they thought the film was going to be before they watch the film. So, Amber. Yes. What did you think? Karate Kid, part the third. <laughs> Other than being about more karate and more Ralph Macchio, Daniel LaRusso. <laughs> what did you think it was going to be about? Well, I'd kind of already seen half of it. <gasps> Actually, what? Well, yeah, half of it. Yeah, half of it. Were you naughty and had a sneaky peek? No, I didn't know we were going to do this. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it was just on. So it was just there. It was on TV and I thought, oh, that seems like a good idea to just watch that because it's on TV. Because, I mean, you know, the new series of Cobra Kai is coming out. So I need to be caught up with what's happening on the other film. And then when I told you that I'd watched it, you're like, oh, no, I wanted it out for. We were supposed to be doing it for a podcast. I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> I've done it now. Wow. I mean, that sounds like a, a scathing review of, <laughs> of what I'm like outside of the confines of this audio commentary with which yeah. we speak. Wow. That paints a very pretty picture of me. Spoiler alert, that's actually what I sound like in real life. <laughs> oh, no, I thought we were going to do that for the podcast. That is what you sounded like that when you said that, though. Like. Yeah, I suppose so. But what did you think it was going to be about? What was your I plot synopsis? what it was going to be about. I said that Mr. Miyagi opened up a bonsai shop and then people wanted to beat up Daniel LaRusso. Oh, wow. See, if you hadn't told everyone 
that you'd seen part of the film before this podcast, <laughs> then that would have been really and really impressive. Not really, <laughs> because in every film, somebody wants to beat up Daniel Russo. That's the point. Yeah, how does he keep winding up in these situations where people because just want to beat him up? Because he's a person. He, keeps, he wins karate, that's why. You know, I think if they'd sat down with him and spoken to him logically and with reason and gone, look, we really, really want you to compete in this because I want to win the title, but I, I don't just want to win the title by you not competing. I feel like for my own honour, it's better that I win it from you and i know that that might not be what you want to do but it would actually mean a lot to me personally if you allowed me the honor of fighting you in the championship to potentially win it from you yeah, and i think he would have gone oh do you know what you actually make you actually make a really really good point and i suppose you know if you want to do it for the honor of winning it from the person Yawn. before you <laughs> <laughs> That's really boring. That's why that didn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what was I thinking? Nobody wants to watch that film, do they? (laughs) Good Lord. (laughs) Nobody wants to watch a film where people sit down and talk out their problems (laughs) rationally. Oh, okay. No, instead we'll just beat beat the crap out of Daniel LaRusso because he's the karate kid and we have to see him doing karate. Yeah, he doesn't really do a lot of karate though, to be honest. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no, he mostly spends half the film getting the snot kicked out of him, really, yeah. doesn't he? Getting seven seven shades of poo kicked right out of him. So, this film, did you think it made a good instalment into the Karate Kid franchise? Yeah, I did. I liked it. I like all the Karate Kid films. Well, I like one, two, and three Karate Kid films. <laughs> I just I like one, two, and three. I just like them. Uh, I just like yeah, the yeah, stories. Yeah. They are kind of wholesome. They are like good family fun. There's a little bit of fighting, but it's not graphic at all, no. and it's not like horrible or really aggressive or anything. So it's just you know silly, kind of wholesome fun. Yeah, I just like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Mr. Miyagi, I think after part two where you learn about all of his heritage yeah. and everything like that. In this film, you get way more of a sense of exactly what his relationship with Daniel means to him. Yeah. Because you kind of realise after part one and part two exactly how lonely he's been for quite a while. You kind of left everything that, that was his family and his heritage back in Okinawa and moved to America and kind of came over with not very much at all and lived like that for a while. And then all of a sudden this young kid comes along and he teaches him karate and he feels like he's actually helping improve this kid's life. Yeah. And you kind of realise how much that means to them. Hmm. Yeah, it's sad. Yeah. (laughs) But I thought, (laughs) well, it's not really sad. (laughs) You made it sound sad because he was lonely. Well, yeah, I mean, he is—he was a bit lonely, but until Daniel LaRusso <laughs> came along. Until his perfectly normal relationship with a young child came along. Yeah, well, yeah, there is that. I'm sure a lot of people have spoken about that, but it's a film and it's not real. Yeah, but I mean, there, <laughs> I don't think there's any point at which you could even look at it and sceptically No, go, I'm not saying that. Yeah. I just think, like, 
yeah, I don't know. You just <laughs> there's something weird <laughs> about weird. this relationship. <laughs> there's something weird about an old no. guy and a young boy. But if you kind of just think, oh well, he's his uncle or something, then it's yeah. not weird because you would do that with an uncle, wouldn't you? Yeah, no, exactly. And even the girl in this says, "Oh, why do you call him Mister?" Yeah. And you realise very quickly he does start referring to him as his mentor and yeah. everything like that. He taught me everything I know and everything like he's that. He's my best so friend. He's my best friend. He's my mentor. He calls him Mr. because he's really freaking old, that's why. I mean, there is also that. <laughs> it is like kind of looking after your granddad as well at <laughs> yeah. some point. So this film, I realised, starts out with almost the exact same amount of exposition behind characters not being in this film as it did in part two. Yeah. You know, when his girlfriend gets written out with a single line of dialogue. Oh, we should just stay there, I guess. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) His girlfriend from part two gets written out with just a single line of dialogue. It's like, what is... is, He's going through women quicker than (laughs) pairs of socks. I know. Yeah, he is. He's got to have somebody every film. Yeah, and even then in this one... They kept it strictly plutonic. Yeah, plutonic. It's not like relationship business. No, exactly. It was, it was like, it wasn't relationship. I already got a boyfriend. Yeah, because obviously it's like, oh, it's the same tired thing. Otherwise yeah. they'll end up together and he'll be, you know. And she gets beaten up anyway, so. Yeah, and it also meant that she didn't have to be such a prevalent character either, so. Yeah, immediately they're just like, oh, she's gone now. On to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> she's packed up. She's gone. She didn't even watch him fight at the end. No, I know. Exactly. Didn't even come back to see him. I, th- I thought it would be cool if she came back and went, oh, I delayed it by a day because I wanted to be here to see you win. But I think it was quite, not necessary. I, know, I think it was quite a long time in between, actually. Yeah. But yeah, his girlfriend from part two kind of gets written out once again with just, oh, yeah, well, she got a deal at a dance studio in Tokyo that I guess it was just too good to... (laughs) Oh, really? Oh, okay. Convenient how every girl that you meet in these films conveniently, like, happens to not be there. It's like, are you cursed or something, my dude? Like, what's going on? It's the same with the mum as well, though. They obviously... Yeah, exactly. Or did they sign her up for, like, a three-line deal or something and they just had to pretend that she wasn't there? They just didn't want her around. Well, conveniently, I know it's a little bit early into the podcast. This is probably the earliest into any episode we've done it. But I do have some Karate Kid Part 3 trivia time for you, which, hang on, I need to do the maths on this. KKP3TT, if you want it. (laughs) No. No, you don't want it? No. No? No. Really? Oh, okay. Well, that's scuppered kind of the whole structure <laughs> of the show. Oh, I thought you meant, did I want that title? Oh, right. <laughs> well, that's a lot better then, as long as you don't want the title. What, what What's the title of it? Trivia time. Just trivia time. <laughs> okay. I was just, is that I, what it's called? Yeah, I just yeah. feel like we need to specify that it no, is... No, we don't. Cor- uh, okay. <laughs> All right. That, sound, that sounded really confusing. Okay. KKP3TT. No, that's yeah, not even right. right. Is All it? Right. Karate Kid Part 3 <laughs> Trivia K- Time. So, so why do you put 3 instead of T? Because it's the number 3. Mm. It's the Roman numerals in oh, the title. Okay. It's not... So 
K-K-I-I-I. Oh, wow. K-K-P-I-I-I-T-T. Okay, well, yeah, I mean, that is confusing. I, I understand now. I, I see where you're coming from. Do I get the jingle for it? Because this is pretty good. Hmm. Maybe I'll judge it first. Okay, all right. Let's, let's do the trivia time and then decide whether it's worthy of having the news jingle. Right? Okay. Okay. In the original script, Daniel's mother was never mentioned or seen in the movie. It was Ralph Macchio's idea. They have a scene of Daniel having a telephone conversation with his mother, explaining her absence that Daniel's mother went to New Jersey to take care of a sick uncle. Oh. Yeah. Why? Why was that his idea? Now, do you not think that if they hadn't have mentioned his mum being in New Jersey and the fact that they just came back from Okinawa and had neither high nor low of his mum. Do you not think that would have actually led to more questioning? Yeah, that would have been weird. Yeah, it would have been weird. Because everyone would have been like, where's his mum then? She's just abandoned him with this old guy. Like, why is he suddenly living with Mr. Miyagi? Yeah. That's pretty weird. And I know that in the previous film, in part two... He was meant to be staying with him over the summer. Because yeah, he asked he, to stay with them over the summer. Yeah. And then ended up going to Okinawa with him yeah. as well. But, but that was because his dad was sick, so he had to go. And he couldn't leave him on his own because he was in his care. Yeah, exactly. But he also didn't have to go. But No, but yeah. where else would he have gone? Exactly. He did say, well, you can just stay here. You can stay in my house or whatever. Yeah, that's but, not very... But, um, I mean, you know, that's... Trusting an entire house to a <laughs> yeah to a kid, it's a little bit like well, what's he going to do with that then? So if there hadn't been that explanation in there, I feel like that would have been really weird. But it's strange that he was the one to say, "Oh no, we need something." That's a bit weird. Well, when Ralph Macchio speaks, <laughs> you bloody listen, don't do you? you? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, do, yeah, I mean, you I probably guess do. <laughs> you probably do. He's weedy. Well, I mean, he put on a little bit of weight in between <laughs> two and three. In I mean, this. his face, though. Uh, yeah, all the, all the weight <laughs> that he weight. put on just seemed to go straight into his face for some reason. I don't really know why. He was turning into a man. Well, apparently, this is going to shock you. Oh. Ralph Macchio was actually 27 when this film was made. <laughs> Do you not think that's weird? Isn't that weird? What? He's 27 and he's playing like 17, 18. He's 27. He's 27 in this film. And I'm pretty sure that's correct. I'm pretty sure the maths checks out. Now we can double check that. He looks like a child. But I did read that on IMDb. He looks like a child. I know. It's weird, isn't it? Let me have a look at this. Okay. You can look it up. How old was he then? No. Because if he was 27 in 1989... That was 32 years ago. Yeah, so, that so sounds what, about right. So he's in his 60s now. Uh, it sounds about right. You can no. check when he was born. Check when he was born. Because I'm pretty sure that that was about right for when <laughs> he was filming this. Because he would have... If he was born in 1972, that would have meant he was 27. No, 1962. Yeah, 1962. I'm pre- I can do maths good. He was, he was born <laughs> I in, do maths good. He was born in 1961. Oh, well, there we so go. So he is 60 now. Yeah. He's looked 
young for a long time. I will. So, I mean, credit... I can't believe it. I know. He's only just turned 60 in November, though. I know. But here's the weird thing. He's still doing Karate Kid and Cobra Kai. You know, like, all this time when I was kind of saying, oh... Oh, he stands like he stands a bit stiff or he obviously hasn't done karate for a while because he looks a little bit like wooden every now and again. Yeah, it's the osteoporosis kicking in. It's It's arthritis. (laughs) Yeah. I can't believe it. Isn't that weird? I mean, it's, it's a really strange fact to think of. But when you watch this film... You you don't at any point feel like you're watching someone who's twenty damn seven. I thought he was I, about even, sixteen years old. He looks ten years younger than right. that. Right. So he was born. When was the first film out? The first film came out, if I remember correctly, in nineteen eighty-four. Oh, so not I that. I think much that's before. right. I think that's right. It was nineteen eighty-four, nineteen eighty-three. I know. Oh God, that's weird. See how young he looks. He looks so young. So when he so when he did the first film, he would have been. When was he born again? Nineteen sixty-one. Yes, so he would have been twenty-three. Yeah, nineteen eighty-four. Yeah, so he would have been twenty-three, twenty-two. He literally playing looks like 16. fourteen. <laughs> See, it's easier to believe. He looks so young. It's easier to believe someone who is twenty-two, twenty-three playing sixteen than it is to believe someone twenty-seven playing seventeen. Isn't it? That's crazy. But yet, here we are, astonished. I totally at this believed fact. it, though. I know. It's weird because there is no point during Karate Kid Part Three that you're watching it going. That's obviously a twenty-seven-year-old. Yeah, because I know that old thing of like every time you watch a film about high school kids and things, they're always done by adults because. It's just easier to get adults and, you know, above age people because there's no no laws of like, oh, you can only be on screen for 10 minutes at a time, that sort of stuff. Sure. So I understand why they do that and it makes sense. But when you watch, <laughs> you watch films like Grease and they were all in their 20s going on to 30 <laughs> and you it's kind so of weird. think... And, no, but you look at them and you I'm go... 30. Oh, you go, yeah, well, yeah. And I'm going to be in high school. It's so weird. I'm sorry, I forgot how much you like John Travolta. I'm sorry, that won't happen again. It's okay. At least for the rest of this episode. It's That's fine. annoying. <laughs> but yeah, you, I, I totally get what you mean. They look like adults. Yeah. And they look like the teachers of the kids in the school, not the actual kids in the school. Yeah, which I always found a little bit weird. And Yeah, but he looks like, the, he looks right. like a kid. But there are some films that manage to pull it off so effortlessly, like High School Musical. No, but they were actually kind of kids. Were they? Because I thought Zac Efron was like 19, 20, 21 or something oh. when that film came out. Because again, it's easier to I believe... I thought he was the same age as me. It's easier to believe someone 21 playing 18, <laughs> 17 than it is someone 30 playing 18, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that's not to say that John Travolta didn't look young... When he was in Greece, he just didn't look high school young. No, not at all. No. You know, if they had set Greece in college, in like a university, that would have been way more believable. Yes, but... yeah, but yeah, it's supposed to be kids in school don't have any responsibilities. So Zac Efron in High School Musical was twenty-two. Yeah, he looks really young. Yeah, and so, and the trouble is, 
these people, when they look young like that, they they continue to stay looking pretty young. Because Zac Efron now, I'll be honest with you, still only looks like mid to late 20s. And yeah, he's, he's four years older than me, so he's 34. Yeah. He's 34 now. Well, so, three years older. Yeah. But um, I thought they were, at, that I, that they were all about the same age as I am. Paul Rudd can still pull off being <laughs> 17, and he's nearly 60. <laughs> Well, Paul. so could Ralph Macchio, probably. Right? But, obviously, Ralph Macchio now is playing someone who's meant to be a father. Ralph Macchio is probably playing somebody who's supposed to be 40 and he's 60. <laughs> right. Right. So he's still playing... The, the gap between the actual age and the age he's playing just keeps increasing. <laughs> yeah, because if he was supposed to be... Ralph Ralph Macchio is going to be playing someone who's 50 when he's 80. Probably. Um, How old are you when you start going to college when you're in America? I think you're 18. Same age as us? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, No, yes. Because college for them is university. It's the same thing. But they finish high school when they're 18 rather than 16. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he's supposed to be 18. And that was... Yeah, 32 years ago. Crazy. So 40 odd, yeah. Yeah. So he's only supposed to be in his 40s. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> I wonder how old his wife is. That's quick maths. The, That's maths the, I couldn't do. In the film, though. In the film? I mean, in the series. In, in Cobra Kai. I have no idea. Because they look the same age. They do. I bet you. I bet you anything. She's actually twenty years younger than him. That and that's what makes it weird. I bet you anything. She's like early forties, and he's just turned sixty. That's how these things work. And the beauty how old of are the it women is, kids in Cobra Kai. Then I bet you anything you like. I bet you Johnny Lawrence. Wait, I bet William Zabka. John Kreese younger. Oh my God! Can you imagine if Martin Cove? Was like half the age of Ralph Macchio, or the same age. I mean, so weird. Uh, But I'm pretty sure that's not the case. No, but he looks like in his sixties. Yeah, that's just so funny. That's so funny. We interrupt this show to bring you a brief word from our sponsors. Amber, I would like to tell you about Greenbird gift baskets. Cool. Cool, you're interested? Interested. Excellent, I'm glad you said that, because Greenbird Gift Baskets is a small local business based in Southampton offering gourmet gift baskets beautifully hand-wrapped in biodegradable cellophane. They use products from small local businesses wherever they can and are perfect gifts for weddings, birthdays, baby showers, or simply as a thank you. We are passionate about supporting small local businesses who offer delicious products and share our values on sustainability. There is a selection of baskets available online, Greenbird gift baskets at square.site, and all baskets are totally customisable for dietary needs and tastes. Greenbird gift baskets offer sweet, savoury and mixed baskets as well as picnic boxes, and prices start from just £25 for a gift basket. Amber... They can even add wine or fizz for an extra special touch. Collection is available from Southampton or they can deliver to surrounding areas. So visit Greenbird Gift Baskets at square.site and check them out on Facebook and Instagram at Greenbird Gift Baskets. Oh, and make sure to tell them that Back to the Review just sent you, yeah? And now we return to your regularly scheduled programming. 
So, would you... Yeah, she's 43 in real life. Is she? His wife. Oh, see, that's priceless. That's oh, yeah, priceless. no, Martin Cove is 75, so there is oh, quite okay. a big So he's like, 15 years older than him. Only 15, Yeah, though. he's only 15 years older. And when you see him in, in like, Karate Kid films, yeah. he looks about 30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, so funny. Was that so? Was that piece of trivia time worth the jingle then? That the mother scene being cut um, out. Yeah. Okay. Oh, um. Okay. No. No. All right. Okay. Well, <laughs> the in that other case, one. It was the other one. All right. In that case, the, I the have the one about his age. Was was is, was that? That trivia? wasn't even trivia time. Oh, that was just a fact. Well, you messed that up then. Well, in that case, while we are on the subject of age, I do have another bit of trivia time for you if you want it all right then although what i will say before that i just realized that the reason one of the reasons because i just remembered this i just remember i've i heard this fact somewhere yes so one of the reasons why they kept this friendship that he has with 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 the girl in this film in part three yeah one of the reasons they kept it plutonic was not only to not retread on old ground of oh he gets a new girlfriend in every single film because that yeah, would have yeah. just been a tiresome story at that point. <laughs> oh well, great he is a cycling he is a college well kid, yeah though. okay um but it's also because that actress was 16 at the time <gasps> and he was 27 oh, and it would have been really awkward oh no yeah oh. so that's another reason why they kept it like as a platonic rela- oh, friendship no. relationship yeah very weird. That is weird. Very weird. But would you like... So how old was the old man? How old was Mr. Miyagi when he was actually in the Mr. Miyagi? Oh, I don't know. He seems perpetually in his <laughs> 80s. But this is the great thing about Mr. Miyagi. He can get as old as you want. He can still beat the crap out of people half his age, though. He's like bloody Spider-Man. It's crazy. It's, it's mental. So while we're on the subject of age... Yeah. Would you like another bit of trivia time? Because this one's going to be worth the jingle, I can guarantee you. So, do I get the jingle for it ahead of time? <laughs> right, let me just ch- let me just work this out. Okay, you can work this out. It's fine. This trivia time can wait. It's all right. It's not like people are listening. <laughs> <laughs> he was 64 in that film. Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. Okay. I mean, he... That's old. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> well, actually... <laughs> Is it? He's only four. He's only, he's only four, four years, years older, older than, than Ralph Macchio is now, and in he still Cobra looks Kai like season four. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. he still looks like thirty years older than him. Yeah, crazy. Okay, so do I get the trivia time jingle for this one that's coming up? Because I guarantee, I think you're gonna like this one. Okay. All right. Fantastic. Thank you. This film, Karate Kid Part 3, is the film debut of Thomas Ian Griffith, who portrays a Vietnam veteran, Terry Silver. In real life, Griffith was only 13 years old when the Vietnam War ended. (laughs) At the time this movie was made, Thomas was also four months younger than Ralph Macchio. (laughs) Who played a teenager? <laughs> Terry was 10 years old when the US stopped sending <laughs> troops to Vietnam in January in 1973. 
He was four months younger than Ralph Macchio. And he's playing someone like, what, twice his age? I can't believe and it. Is a is like basically a billionaire industrialist. I can't believe it. <laughs> what is going on in this film? <laughs> Who has he's, they got playing these parts? How much taller is he doing? <laughs> he's quite a lot taller. He's mental. He literally looks like adult and kid when they're next to each other. It's crazy, isn't it? It's really weird. I mean... Did Ralph Macchio not get a growth spurt until he hit, like, 35 or something? <laughs> Did they just have to shoot one of them on stilts? Did they have to cut Ralph Actually, Macchio off at the ankles well, to make him shorter? No, I was going to say, there, there was a, a lot of, like, he stood on a step and because he's in the back garden and he's on the decking that's higher yeah. and, and that sort of stuff. So maybe it is a little bit of that. So I'm pretty sure that, yeah, there maybe was some scene blocking that was happening. <laughs> so they would shoot it from particular angles, make one of them look taller, make one of them look shorter. But it's still bizarre to me. Yeah, it is bizarre. Like, why can I not wrap my head around <laughs> how age works in this <laughs> because film? Because in this film it doesn't. It doesn't work. It's just not... It's They're oblivious to age and time. There, It seems like there are some people who <laughs> have just been stuck in, like a time flux during this entire thing. That's so weird. It's very, very strange. Really weird. So, Karate Kid Part 3, do you think that there is a little bit too much talk of trees in a film that's no. meant to be about karate? Is it meant to be about karate, though? I mean, I... <laughs> it's kind of in the title. <laughs> I know, Karate Kid. He's only the karate, it's only the karate kid now because he won the tournament. Yeah. It doesn't say karate kid doing karate part three, does it? I suppose not, <laughs> but by the by the process of elim of elimination of it being called karate kid, you expect there to be some karate in it. Well there is and, quite a bit of well And here's the thing. I think we faced this in Karate Kid Part Two when we kinda decided Oh, there wasn't a whole lot of karate happening, which is why there's a fight scene that happens completely out of the blue yeah, right, right at, the, at end. the end. Yeah. Because all he'd done before that was chop some ice blocks in half. Yeah. And, you know, throw <laughs> yeah. a bit get thrown about a little bit by a guy <laughs> who's trying to swindle people in a village. Drop some oranges in that. Drop some oranges. <laughs> Drop some orange <laughs> on him. So I feel like they included that bit at the end of the film for the purposes of us going oh, we have to have some karate in there a little bit. Yeah. Look, there were some other bits where he was teaching him some things, but you obviously are like, oh, this is going to be used at the end yeah. as well, I suppose. Just like how in this film, he said to him, oh, it's all well and good practicing cutters, but cutters don't win you competitions. Yeah. Whoa! Well, it did, actually. Yeah. Because it flummoxed him, and then he was like, well, what's he doing, what's he doing, what's he doing? And then he beat him up. <laughs> so he did win because of that actually and how off the rails was this guy playing Terry Silver yeah oh Terry Silver right. yeah. I thought we were going to say about the other karate guy because in the magazine picture that the Terry Silver looks at and mm. he says oh the what is he called the maddest the... baddest what is he yeah like the bad boy of karate yeah whatever he is Um, he looked really like hench and meaty and angry and then when you actually see him he's like this skinny guy with a weird haircut yeah. he's like oh, what are you doing it's just it's 
weird. I feel like his uh, henchmen didn't really get a whole lot of screen time. Like, what are they meant to be? Are they meant to be, like, gangsters? <laughs> well, I don't know, because or... he came in all guns blazing to that shop and saying stuff like, yeah, you better sign this. Yeah, what are you doing in LaRusso? And all this sort of stuff. And then when the madman of karate kind of tried to hit him, he held him back and pulled him back and was like, no, 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 it's fine. We're going, we're going, we're going. And then walked out. Yeah. He didn't stay to fight. I mean, obviously, they were they were making it look like, oh, he's coming in meaning business, but he, he's real headgates. So, oh, 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 I mean, yeah, I'm not in control of this guy. Though. It didn't last long enough. No, I know. It was weird. But, uh, yeah, I, I felt like, I don't know. Is this one of the stronger parts of the franchise? Um, I think it's equally as strong as number two. I don't think you can say it's any worse. Really? Okay. Yeah, All right. Well, you think it's worse? I don't think it's worse. You think I number two's worse. I think number two is worse than this. I oh, think. Oh, I like number two. I feel I like, like it when he gets the woman from the burning, the girl from the burning thing. And, oh yeah. And the that guy's was like, that was I'm annoyed at you because you didn't go and help. You have brought dishonor on your family. <laughs> yeah, there is that. There is that. I just feel like for the most part, number two. Was a was a big number two. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. She teaches him dancing, and he's like, doo, 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 doo. "That's like that's it. good. That's good." <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. And he kind of uses it, and it kind of teaches him the move that he uses at the end. The and then he does the hand the, movement, and then he does a thing where he's like, "Ah, I'm gonna kill you." Honk. Yeah, it's good. It's a really good film. I like that each of these <laughs> second and third parts of the Karate Kid franchise feel the need to completely recap you on the events of the first film. That helped, though. Do you think so? <laughs> yeah, it helped me. Did it? Okay. The first right. film. Yeah. yeah. They talk about the first film. They most they, they recapped a lot of the first film in both of them, actually. Did they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the start of Karate Kid Part 2, they gave you a recap leading up to them coming out of the All-Valley Championship. Like, I mean, I don't oh, know. okay, yeah. I don't know how many of these films Johnny Lawrence has to not be in and still <laughs> see him get kicked in the face. Like, how many times are we going to see Johnny Lawrence get kicked in the face when he isn't even actually in the film? Everyone needs to be reminded Johnny Lawrence get got kicked in the face. I think that's the that's like the main bit of the film so I guess they have to just keep using it because that's the bit that everyone's like oh that's the iconic know. bit yeah. I suppose why, why they keep putting it in every film I don't know <laughs> I don't know yeah I really liked their kind of crappy Cobra Kai merchandise yeah. that they were giving out at the end literally looked like it had been screen printed in someone's back garden yeah it probably <laughs> did it was the 80s how else are they going to do it it was just like they, the shirts that they were wearing with Cobra Kai on them, every it looked like they only had the one size and it was all small. <laughs> yeah. There was one guy wearing it and he was wearing it and it was two sizes too small yeah. for him. <laughs> oh, this is the only size we've got left, I'm afraid. Why does the Cobra look fat? <laughs> <laughs> the Cobra looks like it's damn well stretched he's not out. He's fat, he's meaty. <laughs> meaty, meaty-ass <laughs> Cobra. That cobra ain't catching anything. That cobra is definitely not striking first. Not striking at all. That cobra strikes against a heart attack. He's napping. Yeah. So did you like the characters in this film? No. No? You're not supposed to like them, though, are you? 
I oh. like the girl was fine. Yeah. I liked all the regular, like the characters that are nice. I liked, but all the like, I hate John Kreese obviously because I just hate him. But... Well, luckily John Kreese wasn't in it for a whole lot. No, but I still he hate was kind him. of like a guest star, like right at the end. You see him right at the start, and then right at the end, and none in the in between. Which yeah. is kind of kind of better, but you still... Well, you see him getting massaged, which is even more annoying. Oh, yeah, that is weird, <laughs> actually, isn't it? Getting massaged by... T- what? How many people do you need to have massaging you in Miami? He's John... Hawaii. Oh, was it Hawaii? I thought he said Miami. Oh, it might, might have been Hawaii. I thought I don't he, know. they had grass skirts on and stuff. Yeah, that is right. That is right. I was going to say, if it I is Miami, I think you said Miami because I accidentally said Miami when I was when we were watching it. Oh, probably. That might have been it. That might have been it. Maybe I'm getting confused. I don't know. But yeah, you're probably right. He sent it. He sent it him on a vacation. Like anyway. Yeah. Because you see, here's the thing, right? When Terry Silver is pretending to be kind of someone else to get Daniel on side, I fully bought it. Did you? Yeah, oh, because I, like I kind it. of felt like, even though I knew what was going on and I knew that everything was a setup and I knew that obviously the guy would go there and he would conveniently come in at a certain point and kick yeah. him out again yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And apparently everyone just has access to Miyagi's back garden. <laughs> I know. They just turn up unannounced. I'm here. This is basically just outside, so. Why is Mr. Miyagi's back garden a social hub of California <laughs> all of a sudden? He's not bothered because he can kick them out. So. They've got more people going through there than Grand Central Station. <laughs> What's going on? I but I knew it was all a setup. But then when he sat down with him and he's going, you know, people in these competitions, you know, they they really don't expect like the forward sweep, the front sweep. So maybe if you learn that, hey, I brought you this book. But, yeah. you know, there's only so much you Smarmy. can learn from it. horrible. I know. But I was like, oh, that's actually really nice. He's brought him up. Oh, no, wait! <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, you're not supposed to do that. No, I didn't like his hair. That's what put me off. Oh, the ponytail. Ugh, the ridiculous so ponytail. So greasy Ugh. and horrible. And the way he laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> like a smoker. <laughs> <laughs> like Dick's... <laughs> Dick Dastardly. Well, yeah, like, exactly. Muttley, yeah, Muttley, yeah, Muttley, yeah, Muttley, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, I do have to point out, and I don't know if you noticed this while the film was happening, but this does bear a very strong resemblance to another third part of a trilogy that we're both sort of fond of. Do you not think that it, the plot line of this bears a striking resemblance to the plot of Spider-Man 3? Oh. <laughs> Where he kind of turns into a bit of a bully. What do you mean a trilogy that we're fond of? I, I'm only fond of the one film. Spider-Man 2? <laughs> yeah. All it's right. the best one. It is the best one, obviously. <laughs> yeah, the trilogy's fine, but Spider-Man 2 is what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, of course. Spider-Man <laughs> 2 is where it's at. Everyone knows that. He but... doesn't really turn into a bully. He only beats... He only, like punches one guy because she because he's being pervy to a girl yeah <laughs> that's fine isn't it but he why turns does he, it, why does he go so he does turn mental in, about it he, he turns he turns a little bit to the dark side he's wearing cobra kai dojo stuff that's only because that's film. only because he said yeah practice now i've got this hanging up it wasn't yeah. his choice yeah <laughs> i don't know i mean putting on daniel russo putting on something that says cobra kai on it feels a lot like spider-man putting on a black suit you know <laughs> It has that same vibe to me. I wanted to see him dancing, like an emo. 
Well, we did kind of see him dancing. Oh, a little, yeah. It was in the background yeah. a little bit, but we did kind of see him dancing a little Maybe not like an emo. <laughs> I don't know. Like, is dancing to jazz emo? I mean, it Jazz? Kind of Whatever yeah. that guy wasn't singing jazz. <laughs> no, I mean, in Spider-Man 2, he's oh, dancing oh, to, oh, he's oh, dancing in a jazz Daniel bar. Daniel LaRusso. No, well, I mean, Daniel LaRusso is always dun, a little bit emo. Dun, 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 <laughs> now dig on this. <laughs> Oh, that's so cringe. <laughs> yeah, luckily, luckily there was no part of Karate Kid Part 3 that was as cringe as the dancing in Spider-Man 3. In fact, I'm struggling to think of anything in any other film that's as cringe as the dancing it wasn't the in da- Spider-Man It wasn't 3. the dancing, it was the dig on <laughs> I'm struggling to think of anything in any other film that's ever been that's as cringe as that. Oh. And even when I went to see that film in the theatre. Dig on this. <laughs> bearing in mind. I don't even know what that means. I was, how old? I must have been maybe 19, 19, 20, I think. Yeah. When that film came out, still relatively young and impressionable. And even I went, oh, <laughs> oh, I don't think I like that at all. <laughs> I liked the dancing, it made me laugh. I thought it was funny, yeah. but that was no. No, no. So luckily, there's no part of this film that's as cringe as that. No, no. That was horrible. Not even him sticking his sticking his weird-looking foot into some, <laughs> into some weird concoction. It smells like old foot powder. It smells like old foot powder. So luckily, there was no part of the film that was that cringe. But I still think it bears some strong Spider-Man 3 vibes in there. I guess. I don't he got know. blown off by a woman. Well, oh, no, not blown off. Not blown <laughs> <laughs> What, in Cry Kid Part 3? <laughs> no. Can't have that. This is wholesome family time, Amber. <laughs> this is wholesome family film things. But, yeah, I mean, there's a lot more talk of trees, and the trees in this are an equation to... I don't know, his photography job in Spider-Man 3? I don't know. I'm just <laughs> no, that is struggling no. to think of a comparison here. But... No, his... No, it's fine. He's allowed to have a tree shop. Yes. 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 It's his dream. It's his retirement dream. Did you think that that was a good plot point of the yeah, film? Yeah, I thought it was good. Setting I thought it was nice because and... it showed how much he meant to him and that yeah. he gave up all of his money so that he could give him his retirement dream. That was nice. Yeah, but and you, actually, know, you never see how well the shop went though. When once they opened it, maybe nobody went there. No, that's that's true. But, but you can guess from Cobra Kai season four. Well, no, Cobra Kai in general. In general, that he's doing pretty well for himself. So I guess the business was fine. Yeah, because he because lo- he kind of says, doesn't he? Like he gives you a free bonsai tree when you buy the car. Yeah, and he said because his friend Mr Miyagi or whatever. Had had the business, had had a bonsai tree. And he learned everything he learned about sales and making a business and yeah. everything like that from this part three yeah. in setting up a business. So he didn't need a college degree, he was right. No, and there is that point, and I did find this pretty good. The fact that he was so kind of about college and then he the excitement on his face and the, like the plans for the shop and everything, yeah. you can tell that actually... That is what he has more passion about. Yeah, that's what you should so, do. So I guess the big takeaway from this is maybe don't learn karate. <laughs> do what you're passionate about. 
Yeah. If if, if that's karate, if, then if do that's karate, that. then do, do karate. <laughs> okay, maybe we need to rethink this a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> Just do whatever you're passionate about. Full stop. Exactly. There we go. Whether it's karate or not karate. Yeah. But if it's karate, then great. And if you're going abseil and take somebody and don't like. Yeah. If you're going abseiling, don't both go down together. Yeah. Maybe if you are going abseiling, take someone who a hundred percent knows what they're doing, not like eighty percent. <laughs> No, well, it would have been doing. fine if they didn't go down at the same time. That's that was stupid. Exactly. So before we get a rating from you, and before we go into our review of Cobra Kai season four, would you like one last bit of Karate Kid Part Three trivia time, or just trivia time, just regular just, trivia? Yeah. Time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah, regular yeah. trivia time. Yeah. Does, does it get the jingle? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Now this is maybe opinion changing. I don't know. I think this is. I think this is up for some debate. This. Okay. okay. So, according to Robin Lively, who played what was her name, Jessica Andrews. Oh yeah. yeah. Working with Ralph Macchio was difficult at times. He would be late to set and/or complain about certain aspects of the movie. Macchio later explained in an interview that making Karate Kid Part 3 was hardly the great experience he had anticipated. Ralph does not care for the movie at all, since the script, according to him, was never where it needed to be. So this is probably why... This is probably (laughs) why he was making changes to the script and saying oh maybe we need an explanation behind why his mother isn't there we need this scene in there and everything because it felt like behind the scenes this script was rushed very quickly so that they could get a part three out after part two because i think part two and three were done very closely together yeah probably i don't think it seemed any different to the rest of the two other films no, I mean, there was nothing really problematic about the script. <laughs> it's pretty much exactly the same as with the other ones. I don't know what his problem is. But maybe there was, to us, watching it now, nothing problematic about the script because it was problematic at the start and he, you know, complained and made changes and maybe, was like, yeah. this isn't right, this isn't right. Hmm. You know, saying, you know, this needs to change, this needs to change. So maybe the end result of it is that it's actually less problematic than it was before. Yeah, I maybe. don't know. Maybe. Maybe that's the case. I mean, you know, who's really able to tell for sure? Other than... Ralph Macchio. Ralph Macchio. <laughs> and Johnny Lawrence. No, wait, No. He was never in it. Yeah, I know, but Johnny Lawrence knows everything, (laughs) okay? Johnny Lawrence is the all-knowing, all-seeing third eye of the Karate Kid franchise. I was really disappointed that he wasn't in this. I think that the one thing that would have made it better is an appearance from Johnny Lawrence at the end going, yeah... Cobra Kai does need to be stopped, you know, like Cobra Kai, that what they're doing isn't right. I believe in you, Daniel LaRusso. Oh, You're all right, LaRusso. You're all right. Happen. No, it was never going to happen. But well, I don't understand thinking. why that Terry Silver wanted people to beat up Daniel LaRusso so bad. I don't understand why. Because they'd made a mockery out of John Kreese and John yeah, Kreese had been care? out of business. Oh, yeah, because he, he saved, saved him life. in Vietnam. Yeah, which we saw, of. Which we actually saw in Cobra Kai Season 3. Yeah, which was... Yeah. Yeah. It was strange that they 
made such a big deal about that when in the films it was only said like oh he saved my life in Vietnam and when you're watching the film you don't even know if that's true or not no exactly he's he's lying about everything else yeah but it's great how they can take that one line of dialogue and go do you know what there's something that we can build yeah let's make a story about it and that actually this is going to be a pivotal point of a series later on they really kind of scoured certain parts Mm. of these films to go I think there's an explanation behind this I guess that's why he's coming back Exactly. Because he needs to get rid of him once and for all. Ah, this Terry Silver. I don't know. Why are they so obsessed with a child? I don't understand. (laughs) Get over it. You're an adult. Well, I mean, now, now the fate of the karate in the valley. Yeah. You know, that's that's in trouble in Cobra (laughs) Kai season four. The fate of karate in the valley will, will be decided. Or will it? We don't know because... After we get a rating from you, we're going to go into our talk about Cobra Kai Season 4. So make sure you stay tuned for that. But before we do that, as we do with every episode, the person that hasn't seen the film gets to rate the film. But every episode, the rating, what it is out of, gets to change. So, Amber, what rating are you going to give... The last instalment of the Karate Kid trilogy, because there are no other films to do in the Karate Kid franchise after this. There's not a, not another one got made after this. So our for our final look at Karate Kid movies, what rating are you going to give Karate Kid Part 3 and what's it going to be out of? I'm giving it four. Four? Yeah. Oh, wow. Brilliant. It's only not five because Johnny Lawrence won in it. As far as excuses go, I'll buy that. I just that. like every Amazing. Karate Kid film. <laughs> yeah. What did I give the first one? I think you gave the first one four. Yeah, there we go then. What's yeah, that? What did yeah, I give yeah. number two? I honestly can't remember what you gave number two. It might have been three and a half. Well, that's probably because there was like a little bit in the um, a little bit in the middle was a bit boring. Yeah, but, um, I don't know. <laughs> when his dad died, that was really lame because he was like, oh, <laughs> still one of the greatest on-scene deaths in a film ever just <laughs> that was it and he's and he's and he's gone just yeah like that weird. that was yeah. just unusual um okay yeah so four and i'm gonna give it four hillary swanks because you keep denying that she was ever in karate kid so i'm doing it now oh wow wow <laughs> and here i was thinking it was gonna be four old foot powders <laughs> no. no okay no. all right wow Hillary Swanks, I guess. Well, this is going to be awkward to close that out with. <laughs> Why? Very strange, because, I mean, I didn't think Hillary Swank was in the Karate Kid franchise, but I, did, I thought it was related to the films, but there we go. That's because you're ignorant. <laughs> so ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> so there we have it, folks. Karate Kid Part 3 gets four... Hillary Swanks from Amber, which I think is a really decent score for this film. I would say that that's pretty much spot on for this film. That's what I would give it. One more star may have been gained if Johnny Lawrence made an appearance at some point in the film, maybe for a last minute piece of advice. Yeah, if they gave Johnny Lawrence an actual yeah, line. Yeah, give him a line of dialogue. <laughs> he but, is the Karate Kid, as we oh, all know. Yeah, he is the Karate Kid. He knows karate, and he is the Karate Kid. But, 
What did you all out there think? Do you agree that the Karate Kid Part 3 is worthy of the 4 Hilarious Frank rating that it has? Or do you reckon that it's the weakest of the franchise? Do you reckon that there's anything that they could have done to improve this film? And what films would you like to see us do in the future? As always, you can let us know your thoughts by messaging us on our social medias. I am at Drew Bridger. At Amberinch. And make sure you use the hashtag BTTRpod to let us know when we are being talked about on the internet. But stay tuned for our spoiler-filled review of Cobra Kai Season 4. But Amber, just to clarify, before we go into Cobra Kai Season 4, what do they... what happens with Cobra Kai? They never die! You're <laughs> damn straight! They just merge. Oh, okay. Okay, and welcome back after that very brief little stint. I mean, I know it feels like you've just listened to a whole episode and you're about <laughs> to listen to a whole other one as well, but don't worry. The episode main is over. This is more of a tag-on to the end. A little addition, if you will. A sous-son of something extra <laughs> for you. We are back after our main episode to finish what we started for the battle <laughs> of the spirits of karate in the valley. <laughs> Yeah. We are here. So, yeah, remember that. Remember that. Yeah. It's only it's only the Valley Karate. This isn't even anything. This isn't worldwide karate or countrywide karate. This is the Valley Karate, and they're still acting like this. <laughs> it's, this is just it's California. So, it's only like kids karate, and they take it. So, it's so serious. But you know what they say? What? If you don't know karate, stay out of the Valley. <laughs> yes we are back to talk a little bit in depth but more in a general concept there will be some spoilers for it though so at the top of this i will say there are gonna be some spoiler talk but we are here to talk about cobra kai season four after our karate kid part three episode and now we see the relevance <laughs> of Terry Silver. Terry Silver, apparently not just a one-hit wonder in the uh, in the late eighties. Now, well, he's coming I mean, back. None some, of the people in Karate more. Kid have been one-hit wonders because they keep bringing him back on this. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> and we five, love it. We've got nobody left, <laughs> unless his dad's like Danny Trejo or something. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> I keep expecting it to be somebody, but there isn't anyone that I don't know. Well, I feel now, after that really last final shot of the final episode, we yeah, need to go back and watch back. Uh, part two again. Yeah! Because Chosen is <laughs> back. Chosen. Is that he's called? Yeah. Chosen Noodle. Yeah, as in Chosen Noodle. Yeah. <laughs> is that why they call it that? No. Oh. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not <laughs> that why they call it that. That would have been good, no. though. We've just finished the last few episodes of Cobra Kai. We were very, very well behaved and we padded it out <laughs> over the course of a couple of weeks. <laughs> didn't want to burn ourselves out too much. You sound like Stewie. <laughs> I didn't want to burn ourselves out too much. No, we... we it, was, it would have been so easy. I would have watched them in one go, yeah. It would have been so <laughs> easy. And it, it took the discipline of a sensei... <laughs> 
a well-trained <laughs> sensei. I feel like the discipline <laughs> came from Miyagi-Do more than the Eagle Fang. Song. Yes. Yeah, if we were Eagle Fang. I wanted to do it the Eagle Fang way and just watch all of them in one go. And I was and like, no. you were the voice of reason and wanted to do it. Yeah, like, I was the voice way. of Miyagi-Do and being like, patience, Amber-san. And then I beat you up. <laughs> and then you beat me up and took the remote. I was like, no, next episode. <laughs> And Screw then I, you, and then Netflix! I, I am still watching. And then I um, and then I bribed the dog to let me have it. <laughs> <laughs> the dog's in on it as well. I gave her so much jerky. <laughs> Turned a blind eye to that real quick eye punch that you did to me. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about some of the highlights of the season. Firstly, the, I mean, I think we should build up to the bigger points. So with that in mind, I do want to talk about one of the unexpected things that happened throughout the series that I was really happy about seeing, which was the return of Aisha for... Yeah, I mean, only nice. for a scene. Yeah, for a little bit. But she helped. She helped Sam get on her way and realise what she was doing. Yeah. Although I don't know if she took her lesson the way that she meant it. No, not <laughs> entirely. Know. The lesson there was meant to be a maybe the people that you're fighting against have a little more in common with you than you realize. Yeah, she's like she was kind of saying go for it first before she gets to you, make it positive instead of negative, you know. Not go and beat her up first. No, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you make sure you get in there first with that punch. That's not what she meant. I think in reality, her message was more build the bridges rather yeah, than yeah. burn them. Well, never mind. But... I suppose it's difficult to reconcile or be nice to somebody who literally spiked your face. Yeah, there and is that. Side. No, it wasn't her face, was it? It was her it was arm. Her arm yeah. yeah. Took a spike belt, spike bracelet and yeah. slashed her like Wolverine. That's bad. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid woman. So, I like seeing her come back, though, because she got not written out of the series but yeah it was just her... almost like oh she's not here now yeah <laughs> she got one line of explanation to her absence yeah. she wasn't necessarily written out i am assuming no they were kind of like oh her parents don't want to do this anymore because she gave somebody a front wedgie or something <laughs> it was after the school fight broke out they were like oh yeah they took her out of school yeah she gave her a front wedgie she gave somebody a front wedgie at that party remember and yeah and well and that as well <laughs> but you when that happened in season three uh right at the start of season three you said oh yeah it seems like aisha's parents are the only sensible parents yeah. that are there because <laughs> yeah. a fight a mass fight broke <laughs> out throughout school and someone ended up with their back broken in hospital. <laughs> Paralysed almost. And yeah. And she was like, she's got the only sensible parents by moving her to a yeah, different school. Yeah. Instead so, of being like, well, do you know what? Take it to the dojo and you'll fight there. No, that's not how it works. <laughs> no, that's not. No, no, no. So we didn't see any of Aisha for the best part of a season and a half. So it was nice to see that. And even if we don't see her again have that little probably bit alone. probably not have that little bit of going oh well she you know got a little bit of closure and they're still friends and they still talk and everything yeah so i really liked seeing that yeah that was nice yeah now i, I will also say i think that the partnership between Daniel LaRusso and Johnny Lawrence for all of the <laughs> excitement that we had over it from the end 
of the previous season and seeing them come together, fight yeah, together a little yeah, bit at yeah. the end and deciding to join forces. I think it was surprisingly short-lived. Yeah, it really was really short. And then I thought, oh, maybe this will be the time they'll get together. And I was really excited to see them working together. And then it's like, oh, in two episodes, they're not doing it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they just, oh, they just can't get it. They just can't get it. I And it makes sense for a long game to have them drift apart over creative differences. Yeah. But ultimately come back together at the end having realised the knock-on effect. Yeah, because every time they get together, you kind of wish this is going to be the time. And it's like they can't... I understand from a writing perspective why they want to draw that out because that's the thing that keeps you coming back for it. Yeah. Is the Johnny know, Lawrence, Daniel LaRusso relationship. <laughs> it's almost like a will, will they, they, won't, won't they? they? <laughs> isn't it? So I kind of get that they want to keep you coming back for that and see whether they're actually going to learn from yeah, one another finally. at all. And I did love it in the middle where he's training him in Miyagi-Do and Johnny Lawrence is training him in Eagle Fang. Yeah, I really So they that have too. that little training session really with one another. Too. I thought that was going to be it. I thought they were going to realise, you know, we can, I can teach you something, you could teach me something, we can get this and we can teach the kids and it'll be yeah. good, it'll be like a mixture. Because obviously by this point, we know that Robbie's teaching them Miyagi-Do. Yes. So at that point, we're kind of thinking they are going to need something extra to help them because he knows everything that they're going to do otherwise. Yeah. So it's kind of, you're just tempting them. You just, oh, just do it, just do it. <laughs> and I understand that as a character, Johnny Lawrence can't stop himself from getting in the way of himself. Yeah, yeah. You know? There will always be that hot-headedness to Johnny. Yeah. Like that's that's never gonna change. No, we can't for help him. it. That's just how he is because so, his character. Like, I mean, and you see how he's saying he got angry because his dad left and he didn't know why, and he was angry about that forever, and that just brought so much anger in him in the first place. Yeah. And then Sensei Kreese got a hold of him and just made it worse. Yeah. He can't help it. And the second that Johnny Lawrence gets jealous. <laughs> like that's it that's like when the red mist yeah, comes that's down that's the thing because all he does is associate Daniel with taking stuff from him every time yes that's what he associates with him yeah so every time Daniel does anything it's just straight away he's on the defensive going he's taking something from me again it's happening again yeah and that's why he gets so hot about it he's but taking he's my just, title yeah, he's taking my, my protege <laughs> yeah and it's just that's just how he is all the time and I kind of thought you know he realised after getting back together with Ali, I thought he was going to put it behind him because he was going to go, you know what, we probably wouldn't have worked out anyway. We're not really the same. We're fine, yeah. We're fine as friends. You know, and he would kind of got over it. But I suppose it's still still in there. Yeah. Because yeah. that was the catalyst moment that we talked about last time we did this, at the end of last season, where he realises that the past kind of needs to stay in the past. Yes. And he and needs to move forward. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah, and her being there teaches him that is the way. I do feel bad. I I like he's my favorite character. I like him. And I do feel bad for him because he knows that he's done something wrong. He can't help do it 
because that's just his way. Yeah. And then straight away just goes, oh, I've been stupid. Oh, that's so annoying. And I mean, that's right. You know, you can't, you, sometimes you can't help it. And then you realise, oh, I've done that. That's so stupid. And he tracks back and he apologises and he tries to make it right, tries to change himself. And he does he does the right thing eventually yeah. because he realises. But Daniel LaRusso doesn't realise. He just, he does things his own way and he's not bothered because he always thinks he's right. And it's so, he's so up himself about yeah. it. It's because he got taught things by an old Japanese man who thinks he, like, who he thinks is like the wisest guy in the world. Right. So because this Japanese guy taught him karate, he now thinks that he knows everything about everything. And so nobody else's way is the right way. Right, and exactly. So he, he doesn't have any development whatsoever. And yeah. that's what I said before that I liked about Johnny Lawrence because he had character development every time, every series, something come out that made him a little bit better and you know mm. a little bit wiser, mm. a bit more mature. He learns as it goes he on. He grows every time. And Daniel LaRusso is almost like so stuck in his ways because yeah. Mr. Miyagi was such a mentor to yeah. him that he almost has like blinkers yeah, he does. on. Yeah, he does. He's like, well, the Miyagi way has to be the right way because yeah. that's all that I grew There's up learning. There's generations of it, you know? But as we saw in a flashback to Karate Kid Part 3, he said to him, the way that I teach you is the way that I teach you, but eventually you're going to grow. Yeah. You're going to learn. You have your way. And you will have your way of doing things. Yeah. And I liked that. I liked seeing that, yeah, that little nice. moment of realisation to go, okay, well, it's too late for me, but obviously the kids that we've been teaching have yeah. a chance yeah. of doing better. Yeah. So he kind of... There, there is a moment where Daniel LaRusso takes it into his hands to go and apologise first and as soon as he does yeah johnny lawrence yeah. then goes yeah you know yeah, what right. i am sorry as Come well on, yeah we can do this together yeah because i think it it was good because it took sam doing her own thing and eagle fang and all that at the tournament for both of them to realize that actually they can do it and it can work yeah and it was just it wasn't her fault that she that she lost they did probably do everything that they could have done it just comes down to a fumble or a cheat yeah you know so you, it's not you said fault. even sometimes it comes down to luck it's just luck sometimes yeah it you is. can't help it. i mean the people at the olympics and they're like training for the olympics for 20 years and they could be the best athlete that they will ever be in their life and then they go to the olympics and then the thing goes off and they trip yeah and then that's it they like have 10 years down the drain a split it's second literally that. Like, and that's what I mean that's yeah. what people like about sport I suppose makes it so exciting yeah but it's just yeah it's luck sometimes yeah I mean especially about televised all valley karate <laughs> as well you know <laughs> that, people around the just world like are tuning in for that it's just like the Olympics yeah exactly <laughs> But I did, yeah, yeah, no, you're you're right, you're right, and it, obviously it's revealed a little bit after that that Terry Silver, being the guy that he is, has bribed yeah. the ref. I mean, I didn't think that was obvious at all. I didn't yeah. guess that. There's a lot of times when I watch it when we both kind of know exactly what's going to happen next. We go, oh, she's going to do that. He's going to say this. And you do know. But that's why I like it. Yeah. Because you go, oh, that's going to happen. And it only, it doesn't, it's not obvious at the beginning of the episode. It only becomes obvious as it goes on. So it's, that's fine. It's still exciting. Sure. But, um, but yeah, I didn't see that coming, actually. No, I, th I should have really, 
expected there to be something else that well, Terry Silver was up to. Well, I knew that he was going to do something but... with Chris. I knew, I knew. You were saying that, that was going to happen. Yes, because I knew that he was going to. I knew there was a season five coming, so I knew that they couldn't really keep John Chris going on for that much longer because they were kind of bickering with each other anyway. Right. So I thought it's going to be Terry Silver because he's really dangerous because he uses anything and yeah. he's got money and he's a sociopath yeah that's what I mean yeah like the he reason... will use literally anything like anything yeah. to get what he wants and the reason that he stopped was because he was being investigated by people like we find out that yeah, his yeah. business and everything was getting investigated yeah and I do love that when you first see him <laughs> in this series he's a completely yeah, he's different so person you know? he's like <laughs> and then Chris you know, comes along and ruins ruins it. him as well yeah he does so but he knew that he was his weakness the whole time exactly so he'd been planning that I suppose in the end but yeah I just knew that was going to happen and as soon as I saw that guy in hospital I thought he's going to tell him it was him I just knew it I, yeah. didn't, I didn't know I didn't kind of I couldn't quite like get the connection of oh he's bribed him to say that I just kind of thought he was going to get muddled yeah I wasn't, but I knew that something was going to happen to him. I knew, yeah. I knew it. Yeah. Now, obviously, towards the end, in the last two episodes, there are some big moments that happen, and one of them that I kind of was pretty taken aback by, uh, no pun intended, was Miguel's oh, back injury. That was horrible. It was horrible, that was and obviously, so horrible. it's done a little bit for dramatic effect and yeah, a cliffhanger in the okay. middle of a yeah he turns out that he that he is all right but he then actively chooses not to fight in yeah. his round yeah so that's more of a means to an end for johnny lawrence to kind of slip a little bit yeah and tell miguel all of the wrong things yeah. really in yeah, a way yeah. now but here's the thing I thought that he was telling him the wrong things, but he was doing it almost with the right attitude. Yeah, he thought that what he was doing was right because he thought he was saying, come on, you want to do this, you can get up, show me what you've got type thing. Yeah, he was. He, he thought he was giving know. him a pep talk. Yeah, because he, doesn't, he didn't know what Miguel's problem was because Miguel never told him. Yeah. So he didn't know that he had a problem with him. And then when yeah. he said, oh, he mentioned LaRusso, and then Miguel was like, oh you know, fighting with LaRusso and beating LaRusso, that's all you ever think about, all you're bothered about, that type of yeah. thing. And that's what did it, wasn't it, really? Yeah. And also, seeing Miguel and Hawk actually yeah, fight... Yeah, that was so good. That was great, but obviously, I I don't know that they could have had a resolution no, to that fight. That, no, yeah. And that's probably what he thought as well. Probably. Because neither of them are going to back down, they won't let the other one win, but they don't want to hurt each other either. So yeah, exactly. They kind of will keep each other, like keep They're themselves They're so back. evenly matched. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, I suppose he probably knew that a little bit as well. But then it leads into Eli Hawk, whatever you want to refer to him as now. I always call him Hawk. Only yeah, he for- is Hawk. Only because I forgot his name is Eli, though. Yeah. And also, you know, that tattoo ain't going anywhere. <laughs> so funny. So, you know, that leads to the fight between him and Robbie. And I've got to say that for as much of a martial arts protege, prodigal son as Robbie is, he has yet to win a championship. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. He, he has yet to actually win a title. Yeah, because he's so confused. He can't ever 
be like focused on one thing at once he won't let somebody just teach him he just yeah it just gets so confused it's all over the place but this time he was distracted by that boy yeah he looked up at the boy kenny and he was like screaming at him to like hit him in the face smash him whatever yeah and he had like a lapse because he thought oh that's not what i wanted him to be yeah and that kind of made him fumble a bit so Eli could get on top of him and, yeah. and that kind of spiralled his win I think so that was a bit of a shame yeah but yeah he um he was kind of there wasn't really a huge focus on Robbie this time was there it was it was almost like oh he's doing this Cobra less of it and then at the end he had his redemption his moral so dilemma so he's kind of he heard what Daniel LaRusso had to say he kind of he saw what his what his dad was doing. He heard what John Kreese and Terry Silver were saying to people, and he realised, oh yeah, maybe this actually isn't very good for me. <laughs> maybe this is I horrible. Think, I think that he was quiet for the most part through the rest of the series because it was focusing more on him taking the new kid. In yeah, yeah, they were setting that up. Seeing his change in attitude. Yeah reflecting what he was before to have that realization and it happens again and again every and that must be what he's realized every child every student that comes in it's the same story every time yeah they come in because they're being it's almost (laughs) like history repeats itself right constantly (laughs) it's just like it's the lyrics of the song yeah history repeats itself they just find themselves bullied or down or annoyed about something they go there because they've advertised cool karate and then they end up just becoming monsters they're just so aggressive and horrible so i think he he realized what's been going on so hopefully his and johnny's relationship's going to be a little bit better now in the future he's going to start to change that a bit yeah so that'd be nice because mm. I did I did always want them to sort it out yeah. you know because I actually always really liked Robbie and I was disappointed that he yeah, yeah, Cobra yeah. Kai but I didn't think it was going to stick no well uh, yeah I thought that him going there halfway through the last season yeah. was a bit like oh oh he's kind of he's kind of turned to the dark side but that's him he's like but fighting it, with himself yeah. that's his whole character that's he can't work out you know where he wants to be and that's yeah it's a shame exactly because he started off kind of bad didn't he and then daniel took him sorted him out got him yeah and then it was just one stupid thing yeah like made him made yeah, him yeah, yeah 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 and then he lost faith in everyone and yeah ran back to someone that was gonna ran, ran back to, to crease yeah because he wanted to get out of jail and he went back to crease to stick it to his dad because he knew that exactly his dad had, they had that weird relationship yeah and it is a weird relationship i can't ever tell whether crease actually does care about him and thinks that he's done right by him this whole time i can't tell well this is the thing and you know it is almost a bit of a cliche to say now but it is true of a lot of writing techniques to say that some of the best villains are heroes in their own minds yeah well he definitely is because he was a war hero and all sorts of things yeah i feel i actually felt 
really bad that they took him away in the end. <laughs> I, I didn't mean, want him to go to jail. I didn't necessarily feel bad that they I were did. taking him to jail. I mean, I feel I'll... bad because he's old. Yeah, it is. <laughs> well, actually, because this time he didn't yeah. get it for what he did. It the, the punishment no, doesn't yeah, match exactly. the crime. I know he yeah. was like annoying to kids. And like, <laughs> annoying to kids. Well, I don't know. I mean, yeah. you know, he was never anything more than. He, I mean, he messed them up a little bit, I suppose. Right. But it wasn't go to jail worthy, was it? He never no. actually laid his hand on a child or beat one up, no. like on purpose, you know? Yeah. Now, before we get into our predictions for what the future of Cobra Kai might be and the future of karate in the valley might be, I did also want to talk about your most hated of characters Tori, Tori with a Y <laughs> yeah why yeah why why, why even why, why even Tori? Tori I hate her so much why oh, I, I thought that she that whole thing with her and Mrs. LaRusso because nobody ever knows her first name I don't know <laughs> Madam Karate Kid Moira <laughs> I don't know Jasmine who knows <laughs> yeah Mrs. LaRusso yeah I thought that was a sham to be honest but actually, I don't. I don't it, they didn't turn out to be like that, really. They didn't explain anything no. today. I thought that she'd met with her aunt. I thought it was going to go further than what it was, and I thought she was going to end later, up yeah. like really helping her out, and that would really, really disgruntle Sam yeah, because it's like, well. oh, why are you giving her yeah. so much help yeah. when you know I'm your daughter? You should be helping me. Yeah. But it was it was more of a kind of oh. I feel really bad for this girl because I finally have a moment of realization as to why she's going to Cobra Kai to get out all of these emotions and deal with things. It's because actually she's giving everyone else a tough time because she herself is having a really, really tough time. So her mentality behind the whole thing was if I can make this person have less of a tough time she will be giving other people less of a tough time as a result so she was kind of thinking maybe go to the source of the problem to solve it which actually out of everyone in the cast is probably the most sensible thinking But Mrs. LaRusso. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she always is. She always says that this is just, this stuff is just ridiculous. (laughs) But she said that, I think the reason why she was like that was because she related to her. She she said that story of how she trashed somebody's car and ended up getting in trouble with the police because she thought that, like, that was the best way to resolve her problems because she had family issues, whatever. So I suppose she kind of saw herself in her a bit and thought, I don't want her going the wrong way. I want her to be like me and do good. Her attitude to change. But it kind of it was just odd to me that it came after a conversation with her auntie and her auntie said oh i'll get it i'll get the money i'll get this i'll get that because i know how to play the game and then she went over to her house and started acting all oh i think i need help and i thought that's her just playing the game yeah. it just mirrored what she said but i don't know it didn't turn out like that no, it didn't. nothing really happened she no, just said don't didn't. hurt my child and then her child kicked her straight in the face 
<laughs> Which I thought was great. It was, like, it was great. Yeah, yeah just, I, like, I don't care know. what happens now. She's kicked her in the face. It's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, that was great. That was all we needed. That was that was it. I Even footing t- now. <laughs> I can never tell if I like Sam or not either. I can't ever tell. Like I know she is a whiny little baby sometimes, and they bring that up on the show. Yeah. Because she's grown up. Like they say, oh, if maybe if you want, you're not going to get what you want. You always get what you want. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know. I kind of liked that she was the person to bring the two senseis together and I think that was the best development that her character has had throughout this whole thing because she's been trying to teach him like just Johnny's way isn't that bad you just have to listen and learn and I think he probably thought she's learned Miyagi-Do and Miyagi's teachings ever since she was young yes so if she can develop his skills and use them to good like to her her advantage basically then maybe it can work. Because so that was nice. It was around the halfway point of season three, and granted, she was probably having kind of post-traumatic stress from yeah, she was the dealing fight. with some stuff. Yeah, exactly. But I did kind of begin to think, where is Sam's character yeah. going? Because this is kind of a, a a slow character, and there's not much kind of happening with her. So I did like that in this series. Mm. Th- this series had kind of brought Sam back up to a character that I'm I'm now really rooting for. Yeah. But I'm like, actually, yeah. Yeah. I, I reckon that she is the best of both worlds and mm. she can kick ass. Mm. And I want to see more of that. Sam so, and Montana. <laughs> she get the best <laughs> of both dojos. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it was the only pun I could come up with at the time. <laughs> Given a, even a few more seconds, I probably could have thought of something better. But there we go. I didn't. And now I've got to stick to my guns over it. So the future. The next series. Obviously, there is a season five happening. They've announced it. They are probably going to be starting production on it very soon. I've got a couple of things that I think I might want to see or might end up seeing happen but i want to know your thoughts first okay and then we'll compare notes so what do you think you were going to kind of be seeing happening in season five i think now that johnny and daniel's relationship has come to its peak and they've kind of put their things aside realized that they're fine they're just people getting along you know like they can do it together it's all right um, he's going to go off and try and find Miguel. Right. I think that Robbie might go with him. I'm not sure, but I feel like there's something... I'm not, I, I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah. That's kind of confusing me because I know he said you were on the right path with, with LaRusso. LaRusso. So I don't know whether he's going to kind of say, stay with him and he can help you. He's going to go back to LaRusso and they're going to do that. I think he will. Yeah. I think so that, that it will... Be quite good. I think it'll oh, take also, some time actually, to forgive him. I, well, to in, forgive Robbie I, I think it, in Robbie's mind it's going to take some time to forgive Daniel yeah, because I, I kind not of that think there's that anything that really wrong, to forgive though. yeah I think but, that was Robbie getting that bit yeah. wrong but, but I think but he, he will if he stays with LaRusso that gives Miguel a chance to be a bit jealous again because he's living around Sam again and then that will boil that over and there'll be a beef between them that will eventually get sorted out so that's kind of something that makes sense to me yeah obviously Miguel's gonna have a hard time because his dad doesn't even know that he exists so he that might then realise oh actually my dad doesn't want me or doesn't even know I'm here um, Johnny was more of a dad to me 
So maybe he can like sort that relationship out yeah. as well. So that's going to be. That. Or potentially entirely the opposite, and the guy turns around and goes, "Oh my God, you're the son I never, I never knew about." I've, no, I've you know, I or something know. like that. Well, I don't know because. Or his dad is like super rich and offers to help everyone out, but he's rich because, oh, because he's reasons. like got bad reasons, and Miguel has to kind of come to terms with the fact that he's built up this vision of what he was going to yeah. get from a father in his head. And actually, it, it it starts that, oh, maybe this is even better than what I thought. But then actually it turns around and it goes, goes oh. And, he, and that's going to be the bitter pill for him to swallow. Yeah, maybe. Because I don't... I kind of thought there was going to be a conflict because he realises that Johnny is the dad that he didn't get in the, at the start. And yeah. he, they kind of try and resolve that. And because Robbie's back in the picture now, there's going to be that level to that as well. So he's going to be fighting for his... Fighting for affection. Um, Mm. So there could be that. But, I mean, (laughs) in true Cobra Kai style, I think it would be amazing if actually his dad in Mexico knows about Terry Silver and his dealings and they've had run-ins before. Like, every single time, every time I watch an episode, I'm like, what? I can't believe that happened. Oh, I can't believe... Somebody turns up and you go, oh, it's him. I can't believe it's him. Like, Kenny's brother was the guy that Robbie fought with in prison. You know, that type of thing. Right, There's always huge surprises like that, like twists like that. Yeah. So I think that could be quite cool. And you, yeah, you kind of forget that any time someone new comes into the scene, you kind of forget that the writers of this series always find a way to yeah. like connect the dots. Yeah, somehow. they must really um, know those films. Yeah, and it, the great thing is, Cobra Kai started out as a YouTube Red yeah. series, and it was just—it was almost like it was a fan but how series. How that they got the actual actors, even though it yeah. was just the the YouTube like series. That's so cool. Oh, that's cool. So here's some things that I think we're gonna see. I think we might see Robbie slowly coming back round yeah, to the idea so of going back to Daniel LaRusso. I think we are going to see that. I don't think it's going to be immediate. Because it's both of them together. If right. it's both of them together, Robbie will be able to practice under both of them. So both things that he's learned, he can put. Exactly. So it's not going to be such a harsh step. Yeah. Because he's got a bit of the offense, defense, yeah. both of them together. I think that Tori... It's going to be wrestling with her conscience yeah, over yeah. what happened she and what she, she saw. Doesn't, she doesn't need to cheat to prove that she can win. Yeah, exactly. So that's going to annoy her. And and she, so she's going to be wrestling with that. She's going to want a rematch with Sam. Sam's not going to give it to yeah. her. She is going to want to think twice about being in Cobra Kai. And Terry Silver is going to end up with neither Robbie or Tori yeah, as true. part of Cobra Kai. Yeah, that's true. And so this little Kenny, oh, he's going he's he's to be, be like Johnny. getting right into his head. Yeah. And he's yeah. going to be turning Kenny oh, into horrible, an absolute killing machine. Because he was machine. such a nice kid. It's so, I don't want him to end up in prison like his brother again. Well, this is the oh, thing. Yeah. So maybe Kenny's going to be like eventually realising if I keep going down this path, I'm going to wind up like my brother in prison yeah, as well yeah. so you know there is but, that you know history repeats itself so it's going to take a really <laughs> long time it's going to take a really long time for terry silver to get his comeuppance with the cheat and ref and the bribery and all that sort of mm. stuff that's going to be a long time mm-hmm. and then it's going to take kenny even longer to work out that what he's doing is wrong 
I mean, eventually his brother might come out and say, look, you don't want to end up in prison like me. I don't know. Yeah. It's, yeah, but... Yeah. Uh, and I think Robbie is going to maybe have some words to say to Anthony LaRusso. Yes. I think he... Because he's got no beef with him and he's going to be no. like, look, I'm really sorry about yeah. what he, what Kenny did with us. Yeah, because he was so surprised. He was like, Anthony LaRusso's your bully? Yeah. He's like, what? I didn't... Oh, okay. I thought he was going to be annoyed, but he didn't seem yeah. annoyed. But I think <laughs> it was more of the shock of the moment. Yeah, probably. And biggest of all, I think... Two, two other really big things. I think it's going to come down to Johnny Lawrence to get John Kreese out of prison. <gasps> That'd be so... Oh. And I think that Daniel that. and I'd Chosen are going to be teaching Miyagi-Do, but I think they are going to maybe come to blows or Chosen and Johnny are going to come to blows for whatever yeah, reason, but they I, have no reason like to know Johnny each other. Johnny needs to be out of the way for a bit. That's why he's going looking after, looking for Miguel, because he's yeah. going to be out of the way so that they can Daniel and Chosen can do their thing together. But yes. I think that actually that's going to work really well, because I think that Chosen could adopt Eagle Fang really quick. Yes. Because he was, he was the aggressive one in that film. He was the one that wanted to be on the defence all the time. Right. Right. Um, no, I think you're totally right. Yeah. But so I think actually their styles meeting together could be fine. I think he'd be alright with that. I think that might be and that the might catalyst be the funny between thing. all of them. Yeah, because yeah. like he's in the middle and he's saying, Yeah, Miyagi Do, because I've known that forever and it seems to work. But Eagle Fang is also in me and that's fine too. Yeah. And he kind of keeps them on the straight and narrow together type thing. So I think that could be a good team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just a couple of things that... Oh, I'd love it if Johnny had to get Kreese out of prison because I really... I'm so... I know he's horrible and the whole time I've been like, ugh. But there's still <laughs> something about him that John I just... John Bum Kreese. Yeah. <laughs> Face Kreese. Face Kreese. There's still something about him that I want to be redeemed. Like, I want it to turn out that he's not as bad as it seems because I really think that there's something in there that he really cares about Johnny and he thinks he's doing the right thing. Yeah. I really think that that's there. Yeah. And I, yeah, and I feel a bit bad. So I'd really love it if he got him out of prison and then maybe they could, yeah, he could realise that it wasn't. He, he the needs best. to realise that what he was doing was not turning him yeah. into a man, but turning him into. Yes. Some type of beast. Like, yeah, exactly. Like turn him into Terry Silver, basically. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's the thing that pushes him over and he thinks, I could have ended up like that and look what type of person he is. Yeah maybe I shouldn't be doing this to Johnny and I think that Terry Silver is going to go over the edge of becoming an absolute yeah, coke gonna, fiend yeah. maniac yeah he's going to be crazy <laughs> he's going to kill someone he's going to become an, a, a Scarface type character yeah so. they must have I mean this is the thing the thing that I don't believe well actually no I do believe it I was going to say I don't believe they don't have any type of security camera or footage inside that dojo somewhere but maybe but they don't but because Terry Silver was the one that set it up and he's a bit dodgy yeah he maybe thought he didn't need it or he didn't want it or something maybe Ugh, I still want his hoodie though who cares I'm still going to go and buy all Cobra Kai merch. Yeah, absolutely. I still want to bring 100%. Out those, those new clothes. Oh my goodness. Are you it's just kidding so me? I just like Cobra Kai because it's the name of the series and I love the series. There's nothing to do exactly, with it. Exactly. Exactly. But, anyway, yeah. but if I could get a big red leather jacket with Eagle Fang across <laughs> the back of it, you're 100% I'm going to wear that. I mean, the order of things that I would wear would go Eagle Fang, Cobra Kai. And then Miyagi. Yeah, I wouldn't but... wear anything with Miyagi on it. Lame. Right. I wear the headband. The oh, headband. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. But yeah, exactly. So, 
let's give Cobra Kai season four a rating and then we will sit here and do nothing but twiddle our thumbs until season five comes out. <laughs> I don't know out. what I'm going to do with my life. I'm already so sad. Well, I know what we're going to do with our life. We're going to watch the whole thing in game from episode one. <laughs> I also want to say quickly, though, yeah. that when he hurt his back and he was lying on the ground and he just shouted, Sensei! <laughs> really loud. It was just like... That was, Heartbreaking. That was so harrowing. Because it was like yeah. echoing and it was silent. Apart from, oh, no. oh my God, it was awful. Oh, I yeah. was like, that I was, was like, that left me what? Excellent. So what are you going to give Cobra Kai season four? I mean, do I even need to ask? It's going to be five, <laughs> isn't it? The only reason that you're pausing is to think of something good for it to be out of. I've thought of something for it to be out of. Oh, okay. What is it? Okay, so I'm going to give it... Stop, don't ruin it and say it's obviously going to be five. What if it wasn't? Oh, okay, all right. Uh, <laughs> what okay. if I want to give it ten? <laughs> okay, okay, well, what is, how no. much is it going to be? <laughs> no, it's five. It is um, I thought so. I'm going to give it five Dimitris. Five Dimitris? Dimitri pulling it out yeah. of the bag with his amazing skills. <laughs> I know. He was, he was, he was he demonstrating was really some good. skills. Yeah, I know. He's grown. He's grown yeah, so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was good. He was good. I don't think they focused enough on the fact that he literally won that like match so and he did so well. Yeah, and he won the uh, some of the demonstration yeah, skills he did uh, really points well. as well. He did yeah. really well. He's great. That, yeah. that kid's pulling it out of the bag as well yeah. in this series. I, you know... I'm rooting for him too, <laughs> but yes, I, I absolutely, yeah. What are you I'm, gonna give it? I'm gonna give it five as well. Of course, it's, <laughs> it's freaking Cobra Kai. <laughs> I, know, I know. I can't believe I love this so much. I can't believe that, like, even a mere five years ago, four years ago, three, even three years ago, I would say, oh, I don't want to watch Karate Kid. Oh, don't want to watch Karate Kid. I'm gonna hate it. I know. No, I'm never watching Karate Kid. I saw two seconds of it and I hated it. It was Karate. Ugh. And, and now, then I watched it and I was like, oh my God. This is the greatest film I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and if nothing else comes from this podcast, it's, it's my absolute it's dedication to Karak. I would die for that film. Really? <laughs> That'd be crap. Wow. No, I wouldn't. He wouldn't, um, he wouldn't want me to. No, he wouldn't. No, he wouldn't want that. Uh, what am I going to give it out of? I think I'm going to give it five out of five. I can't remember what the character was now. But I'm pretty sure it was something like Professor Scribblepants. The character that Kenny really loved from Dungeon Lord. <laughs> <laughs> that he cosplayed oh, as. Oh, that was so heartbreaking. I don't want to remember that. So, that yeah. So, I, I'm ignoring that. So, I think I'm going to give it five out of five Professor <laughs> oh, Scribblepants. Oh, so horrible. Anyway. <sighs> anyway, there we have it. That's our roundup of Cobra Kai Season 4. But what did you all out there think of... Cobra Kai season four. Have you watched all of it yet? Has this been a massive spoiler of the entire series for you? <laughs> and you'll never forgive us. But I mean, you've had ample opportunity to turn off before this. So if you have made it this far, we can only fairly assume that you have indeed watched the series. But if you haven't, and you've maybe had no exposure to Cobra Kai at all, what is it that's holding you back? Are you about to start? your Cobra Kai journey and you want to go back to our previous episodes and listen through to track along as you develop on your journey of karate. <laughs> All of these thoughts and more can be shared to us on our social media. I am at Drew Bridger. At Amberinch. And don't forget to use the hashtag BTTRpod so that we know when we are being talked about on the internet. Amber, if they've enjoyed this supplementary episode... 
what else should they do? They should like, subscribe and review on your podcast service and rate five stars. Also follow at BTTR podcast on Instagram. Excellent. Yes, do that. Maybe we'll put up some photos of us in all of our karate gear that we have <laughs> I don't stashed have any away. Karate gear. We need to go and get karate <laughs> gear then, don't we? That's our next stop. You can actually buy the whole costume. I am gonna buy the whole. Co- I'm gonna. I'm gonna tear the sleeves off and everything. It's gonna be sleeveless. I need a kid's one. <laughs> you need a Kenny size one. <laughs> Aww. Aww. <Scribble> <laughs> But until our next episode, Amber hands in. All right. Go Miyagi-Do! Oh. Awkward. Oh.